welcome back to today's episode of Uncaved Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit back, relax, enjoy, listen, and I hope get inspired by yet another amazing individual we get to meet from around this beautiful world just serving mankind. I'm Stacey Johnston, honored to be here with you today, and equally as honored to sit beside my co-host, Kathy Holland. Kath, how are you today? I am doing great. Glad to be here and excited for the conversation. Cool. You know, it seems like we always start these out kind of the same way. We start talking about the intrigue. Um, so I'm going to take it a little different dive. I have feel honored, like uh, the grand overall design, we down one today and said, you know what, i got something cool for you to do. And we have the opportunity to travel all around the world from the comfort of our living room and meet the most amazing people striving and working to grow the kingdom and to serve mankind, and I feel blessed to get to sit in this spot and do this with my day. What, what draws you? What keeps you coming with all the things you have going on in your life right now? What keeps you here? I enjoy the people. I enjoy the people that we meet and shining lights on their stories and hearing stories of, you know, people overcoming or you know, I just I really just enjoy the people that we get to connect with. Uh, me too. So we have another wonderful, amazing new guest going to join us today. We have a gentleman coming to us from Iowa. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, may we please introduce Mr. Devin Schubert. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys? Excellent. We are so glad that you took time to join us today. How about you kick us off? Tell us who is Devin Schubert? What do you do? Why do you do that, and how can we connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Devin Schubert, like you said, from Iowa, and my name is Coach Gravedigger, and I'm excited to be able to share with you guys a little bit about what that is. Uh, I have been in ministry and in business for about 20 years now overall, and have kicked off a coaching business, and the Lord gave me the name Coach Gravedigger. And for those who want to be able to get in contact with me or be able to find more information, they can check me out on Facebook as well as my website at yourlegendaryleadership.com. All right. I love it. But you know that you're going to have to dive into Coach Stravedigger a little deeper than that, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> yes, intriguing. Yes, Tell yes. us about it. Yeah. So uh, about 15 years ago, I have – built up nine different ministries. I built a foster care system through the churches. I was a social worker for 15 years. I helped plant five different churches. I was married and adopted three kids from foster care. Came home from a ministry event to uh, an unfaithful wife. Lost absolutely everything. Lost my job. Lost my kids 50% of the time. And two of the boys were from foster care, so we had brought them into a forever home, and it kind of kind of uh, disrupted everything in my life and their life. And so talk about going from the top to the bottom. It, uh, it, really, it really took me down a dark path. And I was able to uh, hear God and went through some inner healing and deliverance ministry, and God really opened up my eyes to what advancing the kingdom really looks like. And so I built up another business of moving company and another ministry of 
helping people move forward and in their life and just discipling people. And then one of my sons started to have some struggles with, with his mental health and with his past trauma. And my ex-wife ended up kicking him out of the house. And so I needed to take full responsibility for him. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with much about trauma and adoption and mental health and all of that emotional things that go with it, but the Lord really told me that everything that you know of right now is going to change, and your one and only assignment is going to be your son. And as a business person, as a ministry person, that was that was hard, but I knew that the calling of being a father was the number one thing in my life. If, if you are not able to, to steward what you have in your home, then it can be difficult to be, to be a leader to other people. And so I took him on full time, uh, got him the help that he needed the best that we could. And during this time, the Lord started telling me, it was about four years ago, he told me in, in a dream that I am a grave digger. And I said, what in the world does that mean? You couldn't figure something else out that would make a little more sense to me? And, you know, then God goes silent. And I didn't hear nothing. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. so over the next over the next three years, uh, I got three confirmations just from the platform. People said, this is who God says that you are. You're a grave digger. I hope that makes sense to you. And I said, nope, it don't make sense to me. But <laughs> sure, it keeps on happening. And it was it, – it, through that three-year journey uh, with my son, at the end of it, God told me six months ago that I needed to move in order to get help for my son. And so I moved. I sold everything that I had. I got rid of the business that I had. I sold my house. I left everything, my other two kids with my ex-wife, and I moved. And it was trusting fully that God was going to fulfill his promise that Uh, If I moved, he was going to take care of my son. And through this time, uh, when we moved, things got drastically worse to the point to where the police were called multiple times a week, uh, physically, uh, emotionally, all different types of abuse was happening. That I was basically a prisoner to my own uh, 13-year-old son. And I gave everything that I could for my son. And it came to a point to where uh, it got really violent, and he he attempted to kill me a couple of times with a knife. And wow. through that, uh, the police came, and we took him to the hospital for it was the eighth time at that point within a matter of two months of being in the new place. And when they asked me what happened this time, I passed out, and I was out for eight to nine hours. And they wow. couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Um, my body was completely shut down. I was shaking uncontrollably. And when I came to, uh, it really it really was weird because I couldn't talk right. I couldn't move much. And I was able to get a hold of the, the, my son's psychiatrist uh, through, through a text message. And she was able to explain that my body was going through what's called a trauma shock. So my brain and my nervous system were basically fighting each other because of the trauma that I had been through. And oh. through that, uh, they basically said, you got, we'll give you three months left to live. 
because there's nothing that we can do to be able to help move this. I mean, it's, it's got to either correct itself or your body's going to completely shut down. Wow. So they, they gave me three months left to live and I went to stay at a friend's house. And I mean, it was so bad that if I was up for more than five minutes, I would literally pass out on the floor and my friends would have to pick me up and put me back in my bed. And it was at, it was one month into that, that Jesus came and visited me and said, cause I was done. I'm like, God, just take me. <clears throat> and he said, you know, there's a hope and a dream inside of your heart that you need to fulfill for the kingdom. And I said, okay, I don't, I don't really want to, but all right. And I said, but I want the keys to this healing and what it means to impact other people. And he said, okay, but, and you know that word but means it pers- nothing that was said beforehand really, really matters. It's whatever's going to come afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And so he said, you're going to have to go through the process. I'm like, ouch, that's, that sounds like it's hurt. That, that's going to be hard. Uh, and so for two and a half months, I went on a journey with God of miraculously healing and getting these keys to what does it look like to be a legendary leader today um, and what that looks like to impact people now and not just when you die and to help people pull their hopes and dreams back out of their life uh, to where they feel like they're dead. And so at the end of two and a half months, when I went back to be checked up, uh, they basically counted it as a miracle that they have no idea how I wasn't on medication, how I wasn't, uh, having any of these same issues and my brain scans were completely clean. And it was at that point to where Jesus said, it is finished. It is now time for you to be the grave digger. And I said, all right, well, you can have to tell me what that is. And he said, <laughs> this is a calling on your life. Like Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, that you are going to raise hopes and dreams out of people's graves. And you are going to speak life and speak life abundantly to them. And it is an anointing that is put on your life to be able to unveil things that people cannot see or have lost focus on and be able to help them start their legacy now, not just when they die, but start it now. And so he gave me steps with the coaching and he gave me steps with the ministry. Um, and I cannot tell you since, since that moment, my life has been dramatically changed because I have a purpose in what I am to do and what he is calling me to do. And so from there, I've been called Coach Gravedigger, and it just follows me everywhere I go now. <laughs> well, I'm totally intrigued. What a beautiful story. You know, I, I spent 12 years as a family services specialist working with those same families, okay. foster care, foster families, and yeah. so I know a lot about the effect that trauma can have mm-hmm. right on your life and, and how much fear and trauma and those unresolved questions can really affect you um, people until you walk those shoes, right? We, we all know what a broken bone is until you broke a bone and then you really know what a broken mm-hmm. bone is. Yeah. Um, so to have the conversations and, 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 and receive that empathy, that's, that's one thing. But for somebody to have walked in your shoes, it's a very different understanding. So thank you for your service. Thank you for bringing those boys out of the system. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, for them. I'll tell you thank you. So, yeah. Wow. All right, so let's look at this journey that you've been on through all of this, Devin, that, that you've walked through in this place that you've come to. I feel like somewhere along the way you have come up with a definition for the word hero. What would that be, and who in your life fits into that for you? 
Yeah, so the the hero definition to me is somebody that is able to build build other people around them to not just be like them, but to surround them and surpass them. So I see a hero as somebody that steps into the place of somebody else and brings them to a place of safety, a place of leadership, and a place of of being able to accelerate forward. Um, and for me, uh, to to be that and what, what that would look like is being authentic and real. Because it's not easy for me to always share my story. People tell me as leaders, you're not supposed to be uh, sharing all this type of intimate type thing. And for me, it's, this is the way that I connect with people. And so to hit people where they're at and to say, look, I went through divorce because I was too busy. I don't want you to get to that point. I don't want you to get to that point in ministry. I don't want you to, to you know, lose, lose everything around you. I want to be able to help you where you're at. So for me to be able to step into that is to follow Jesus' Jesus's steps of bringing people alongside of him and making disciples and continuing to multiply through acceleration. Mm, beautiful. So who, who fits into that for you? Who can, can you identify someone along your journey that you would tag as a hero for you? Yeah, for, for a hero for me, there, there's been a number, of, a, a number of pivotal points where people have come in. Uh, I would say one of, the, one of the pivotal people would be John Maxwell. Uh, I am a certified John Maxwell coach, and he is a, a good image of somebody who has a biblical foundation uh, to his leadership styles, and he's built a tribe, he's built a legacy, and he's continuing to do it. And so just emulating some of the things that he does, he has definitely been a huge instrument in my life to, to emulate and, and to look up to. I love it. You know, Kathy and I are both also John Maxwell family. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Yeah, both of us, certified speakers, coaches, and trainers with John Maxwell. My dad gave me my first John Maxwell book about 20 years ago. All right, all right. Been, yeah. re- been reading his books a long time and finally got the opportunity to step into the act. I retired from the state to do that very thing. So, yeah, love the awesome. J&T family. Yes, yes. So let's take this on a, in a different direction. We're not, not necessarily different, just another, another step. If there was a life lesson that you could share with our audience that you have learned along the way that you think they need to hear, what would it be? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I would say the number one thing that, that I encourage people to do is when you feel lost, when you feel lonely, when you feel hopeless, you don't know which direction to go, go back to the last place where you had a dream. Go back to the last place where you had hope. Go back to the last place where you had a foundational place in your life where you knew who you were and you can stand on that. And revisit that and rewrite that out of who you were at that moment and take a look at what your goals were at that point. Who were you at that point and who did you want to be? And what then has gotten in your way of getting to that next step? And so every, every dot that we have in our life is a foundational moment. And we may not see those until the next foundation is actually planted. And so go back to the last foundational hope and dream that you had 
and start back there before you move forward. That's solid advice. Now, I think people get overwhelmed a lot of times, and they don't think that you know getting back to the basics and going back to where you started is relevant, and I, I think it really is relevant. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes, right, the only way to know how far you've come is to back up yeah. right, and to see and, and to take that step. So I, I agree. I think that's a beautiful statement. Okay, so we're going to reverse the roles on you yet one more time, Devin, and we are going to ask yeah. you to stand on the podium as the hero and recognize yeah. for a moment that you were probably more people's hero in a day than you mm. allow yourself to own. So mm. thank you for the kingdom that mm. you grow, the service you provide, the love you spread, and just the space you provide for people to come get better around you. Um, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to see, so thank you. Yeah, as you stand you. there, as you stand there on that podium wearing your tape as the hero for just a minute, if you could pick one line of wisdom to share with the world, what would that be, Devin? What would your T-shirt say? My, my T-shirt would definitely say... <clears throat> Don't allow the wounds to stay open. Look forward mm. to the scars that you have and that will become and show people the scars so that they can touch the hands like Jesus and be able to heal in the way that you have healed. Wow. So don't allow the wounds to stay open. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. So what can you tell us about that? Of all the words to pick, why those words? Yes. Uh, in, order to be, in order to be a leader, a lot of people think you need to be up on a stage. You need to be um, somebody dramatic and, and special. But really, you just need to be one step ahead of somebody else. And so a leader is somebody that looks behind them and sees that somebody is there. But a legendary leader is a person that doesn't just bring followers, they bring other leaders alongside of them. And so in order to do that, you have to recognize that you still have a path and you utilize it for your future. And so not allowing those wounds to affect your leadership or uh, infect the people around you, but allow those scars to be authentic and real for other people to be able to draw from, to be able to hit their pain point and what they're going through so that you can grow and utilize life experiences that we don't all have to go through things the hard way. Some of us do. We, we choose to choose the hard path way too often. <laughs> you know, I always tell people that what you're going through might not, you know, as weird as it sounds, might not necessarily be for you because, your struggles will be someone's survival guide one day. So mm, it's good. important that you, that you share your story and that you show people that you're proof, right? You're proof that it can happen. You're proof that it can get better. And I think that's how you relate to people. You know, I was in, yeah. in treatment about almost 16 years ago, and I can tell you right now, that if my counselor in rehab wouldn't have been in recovery herself, I wouldn't have listened to a word she said. That's right, yeah. Because there was, how, how could she know, right? Mm-hmm, 
So I think I think it's very important that you allow your battles to teach somebody else a lesson. Absolutely. This has been the most beautiful conversation. I could just keep on with this. I have a whole page of notes. Devin, you've laid some beautiful gold out for us. Kathy, you as well. I I love it. I always feel like I've been to the most wonderful school. <laughs> I get through this. I learned so much in such a short amount of time. So, but we are regretfully at that place where we're going to have to wind down with respect to you, Devin, as our guest, and respect to our audience. So I'm going to start by saying I would love for you all to remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Lighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if you need to talk, if you have a story you want to share, or you want to have a conversation with us, we're interested in what you have to say, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Devin, I'm going to close by saying thank you so very much for your transparency, for your honesty, for your candor, and uh, for listening to the call. How many of us hear the call and don't listen? We think, nah, you can't be talking to me. That can't be me. So thank you for listening and, and for walking the call. Yeah. I'm grateful for your time today and for your wisdom. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today? With a challenge, as usual. You know, throughout this conversation, we've been talking about um, using your story. And I think that you know, we need to normalize the fact that everybody has a story, right? So my challenge for today for our listeners is to think of a struggle you went through and then think about the lesson you learned from that struggle and then decide if that was for you or for somebody else. Beautiful challenge. Love the challenges. Devin, we would be honored if you would take the stage and close out our show for us. How would you like to leave our audience today? Yes. I would love for people to take what they have been given and share it with other people because the fruit that come from who you are are not meant for you. They're meant for everybody else. And when you see the fruit that you give to other people and other people pick from you, you're actually planting a ton of seeds and everybody else that you come around. So go and plant those seeds, plant, let people pick that fruit from who you are, and make an impact on the world today. 